0: On today's expose, I wanted to highlight Lady Deathstrike. Mm. And she's kind of funny too, because we see a lot of these villains like Sabretooth, Mystique, like they don't start in X Men, and that's just like her. She actually started as uh, a character in Daredevil number 197 in August of 1983. I wonder if that will be on your season three quiz, Kevin, just because she starts in a comic that's
1: not X-Men. Daredevil, (laughs) Deathstrike, Double D's, Boobs. Okay, I remember. Boobs, okay, okay. (laughs) She actually,
0: her story starts out kind of similar to what we see in this episode. Her dad did make the adamantium bonding process, only what's interesting is she teams up with daredevil to get revenge on the man who stole the process and then she gets this machine that tracks adamantium because she's looking for Mm -hmm. bullseye (laughs) bullseye
1: he doesn't
0: have adamantium does he he does have adamantium in his bones i did not know that Yeah, I didn't know that for a long time, too, and I was surprised when I read that. I was like, since when? And it's been for a while, actually. (laughs) So she goes looking for Bullseye, and that's how she comes across Wolverine. So they actually really don't have a backstory. She's just like, oh, you ripped off daddy's bone process, too, so I'm going to kill you, too. (laughs) And then um, when she fails at fighting him, you're going to like this. She goes to Spiral
1: because
0: we talked about about in mojo vision spiral has the body shop where she helps turn lady dust strike into the cyborg lady dust strike yeah and along the way because she's a cyborg she does get mixed up with the reavers so i like the way they brought that into this episode but it was kind of like a little while before she got mixed in with the reavers
1: okay Okay. Yeah. So
0: there's your history for today. Did you Thank enjoy you. that?
1: <laughs> yeah, I'm going out to, to get what I want. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I <don't> want revenge. <laughs> <laughs> I go I wanna go. Gene. Scott. Gene.
0: God. I summon the Arctic Wings No more yet I summon
1: the Arctic Wings No more yet I summon the
0: Arctic Wings No more yet There's always more gators is mine Don't get a mover uh. Hello Welcome to Solving for X My name is Sean I'm the ultimate excavationist And I'm here for two things I'm here for revenge And for chewing bubblegum And I'm out of bubblegum <laughs> Let's
1: get some shows <laughs> <Wow>. <laughs> Oh, and I'm something of an X fan myself Kevin <laughs> uh, I, just wanna, like, I always want to do like a body roll Like, mmm <laughs> like, Wow <the> honest, oh. <laughs>
0: kevin we're back it's been like so long it's been a few
1: weeks (laughs) back 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 again season three which is my favorite season of charm so let's see if it's my favorite season of x-men wouldn't that be funny
0: i think i could say that this is my favorite season i've never really thought about it but then it does have phoenix it does have um i believe it has one of my favorite episodes obsession with archangel and apocalypse this is Uh a strong season obsession, obsession. Ooh, the new fragrance it sounds nice. like we're doing a yeah calvin Klein.
1: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> what was the commercial on the first episode that had the fragrance for men oh <laughs> i don't remember yeah but it's remember the like commercial that. yeah that should have been a question on your quiz yeah <laughs> <laughs>
0: So I don't think I've mentioned this on the, on our show yet, but did you notice in season one, they had the, the end credits with like the 3d prints of the X-Men oh, yeah. like mm-hmm. spinning around. Yeah. So what had happened? What had happened was the network was like, there's this new cool thing called 3d. We want you to incorporate it. So they ended up making that end sequence as like, okay, we can do that. But you know why they got rid of it? It's kind of funny. Why? Because they got accused of trying to push toy sales because the three D models look so much like the toys. <laughs>
1: <laughs> see, I would see that and I always I just thought it was from a video game. I thought it was from like a some kind of PlayStation video game. <laughs> like, oh just throwing that's it in true. there. But yeah, so that's why like season
0: two on they go to just like the the They're recap kind of images. <laughs> mm-hmm. Cool. Before we get into the episode, would you like to know, I know it's been a while, but are previously on poll. Oh yes, tell me things. Ooh, I just pulled up Instagram and right away I see Kevin in his underwear with his big dick. <laughs> you know, I,
1: I, I fill out underwear very well. I can't help it. <laughs> I love it. And they're such cute little, because those are like literal boxer briefs, like they're like boxers, but they're briefs, like in the real sense. So I'm like, this is cute. This underwear is so cute. Yeah. <laughs> but there you go. You're welcome for the day. <laughs> you're welcome there. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> Why was I saying you're welcome?
0: <laughs> <laughs> so um, I had a lot of fun with this question. I, we got some uh, funny responses. We had a lot of people vote. So uh, the question was, who is your favorite of the Nasty Boys? Uh, somebody wrote in and said you <laughs> i just I laughed <laughs> like, good answer <laughs> yeah and then i like the one where she said uh i like all my boys nasty and i responded back well then it comes down to do you like them hairy loud or malleable <laughs>
1: <laughs> and that was michelle waffle who should be coming on for the phoenix saga so oh uh, she's yay cute. she's a good friend of mine yeah
0: Yeah, I like your pictures of you and her as Jean and Cyclops. They're very well done.
1: Thank you. Yeah.
0: (laughs) So for our vote, we had two people, 7% voted for hairbag. So he's not very well liked. Um, We had six people, 21%, vote for ruckus, which was my pick. Oh, I know I even tried to campaign and have my friends vote for him, but I don't think they did because he still only has six votes. <laughs> um, we had a uh, Gorgeous George got nine votes, which was 31%, but the clear and present winner is Vertigo with 12 votes, 41%. Wow. Which is kind of funny. I didn't say this before, but Vertigo's actually not a nasty boy. You may be able to tell from the fact that she's not a boy. She's, she's a, a woman.
1: She's a girl, yeah.
0: She was actually she's, part of,
1: woman.
0: yeah, she was actually part of Mr. Sinister's Marauders, his earlier team, but they oh. put her in the show as part of the Nasty Boys, so I included her since
1: that's where she was in the show, sure, hmm. cool, but yeah, she is really cool. I like her, I like a groovy chick like that,
0: yeah, they did a good job showcasing her, like not only in her outfit but in like the way that she is usually the one who's able to subdue the X-Men.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: mm-hmm. Cool. So that's that. And um, so getting to our episode, this is Out of the Past, parts one and two. Part one aired July 29th, 1994. This one was a little different. It aired at night because they were really trying to showcase it for the uh, Cartoon Awards. So... It was kind of outside of a normal time slot, outside of when a new episode usually airs in July. Um, They actually paired it up with another show, Kevin, and I think you are going to like this. (sighs) So Out of the Past got paired up with Mighty Morphin Power Rangers. (laughs) And specifically, it was the episodes The Mutiny. So this one went up with The Mutiny Part 2, and Out of the Past Part 2 went up with The Mutiny Part 3.
1: Oh, wow. Yeah. Primetime Power Rangers. I don't know if I even remember that, but yeah, I don't remember either. I must have watched it though, because I was like obsessed with both of these shows. Yeah. (laughs) I know I watched Power Rangers a lot after school, so I was thinking maybe like 4 o'clock, 3.30 maybe, but yeah. yeah. Hmm. Very fancy.
0: So this was written by Michael Edens, directed by... Oof. That was a that was a pizza burp. <laughs> oh. Directed by Larry Houston. And as a follow-up to our season two, um uh they were told uh the the crew was told before season two aired, right after they wrapped it, before they even saw the animation for it, Fox came back and was like, you know what, the show's doing really good. We like what you're doing. We want 39 more episodes. <laughs>
1: <laughs> like us.
0: Just 39, that's fine. So that's why when we saw season two, we talked about a lot of the characters that showed up that were going to show up in season three anyway, but that's because they didn't know there was going to be a season three. There's no plan for it yet. (laughs)
1: And this is when seasons
0: get longer, because there was only 13 episode seasons, and now we have to, like, add more. (laughs) Yeah. So, yeah, by the end of season two, 39 episodes left is almost the rest of what we see in extra 92 until we'll see towards the end, there were a couple more episodes ordered, but it may or may not have gone well. <laughs> so we'll talk about that <laughs> when we get there.
1: <laughs> I just remember like a Christmas special that I think was like added.
0: <laughs> yeah. Uh, have a Morlock little Christmas, I think it's called, Yeah, which funny enough, that one is like one of the most hated <laughs> episodes <laughs> of the whole show. <laughs> So I'm excited to see how you take to it. (laughs) Okay. All right. Nighttime has fallen over the city as Leech desperately runs from the Reavers, clutching something to his chest. Lady Deathstrike is leading the Reavers to take back what was stolen from
1: her. Yes. I was just like, ooh, Leech! And he has definitely grown up some. He's taller. He's, he's, he's in that puberty level. Like, okay.
0: <laughs> yeah, I know. I, I'm excited. We get to see the Morlocks again. We had a joke when I was living with Anthony. Cause I was watching the show in its entirety to go on a radical retro retro rewind podcast. Yeah. And Anthony would be like, every single time I come in here, it's the Morlocks. And I was like, they're not even in that many episodes. How do you keep happening in on them? <laughs> yeah. But um, the Reavers actually appeared first in Uncanny X-Men 229 in May of 88. The Reavers, there's been different teams, but what sets them apart as the Reavers is they're always part cyborg and they Mm. hate mutants. They're like... The, the irony with them is they're humans that hate mutants so much that they're willing to, like, enhance themselves with cybernetics to kill the mutants, making themselves not human anymore in order okay. to kill the mutants who aren't human.
1: <laughs> wow. Wow. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> yeah. Augmentation. Augmentation. Okay. Two. In the sewers... Leech brings the artifact. I remember, I just think about Encharmed when they use the word artifact, they're talking about a penis, but here it's just Uh artifact. (laughs) Well, that's what I'm talking about. (laughs) It was with Prune Andy, it was all the way in season one, but they talk about the the artifact. Yes, the artifact. (laughs) But yeah, anyway. Uh, Leech brings the artifact to Callisto. Callisto is excited that now they can use the gun to unlock. An alien treasure, and give her power to once again be the leader of the Morlocks. Even though, come on now, you're you're the leader of the Morlocks. Just just chilling here. Don't get over yourself with the title just because Storms up there is saying like I'm the leader of the Morlocks. <laughs> I know, she hasn't been back since, as far as we've seen. You've been leaving them this whole time. Get over yourself. (laughs) Um, The Reavers casually walk through the green shit water (laughs) and attack. (laughs) (laughs) They, (laughs) They easily dispatch the Morlocks. Lady Deathstrike takes Leech captive and scares him into telling her about the alien treasure. She's like, treasure? Tell me more. Tell me more. (laughs) <laughs>
0: so I mentioned this all the way back in our introduction, but it's really funny here, Kevin, you probably didn't notice, but Lady Duststrike's shirt is, like, a different color in the very front than it is on her sleeves.
1: Oh, yes, yeah, so we talked about this, yeah. Yeah,
0: <laughs> and the reason is when they got back this animation, she had beautifully moving breasts.
1: <laughs> so
0: if you imagine, though, for a kid's show as it is, like, that was all skin in the middle right here. yeah. So it's already very revealing because that's cut almost down to her belly button. Yeah,
1: yeah. Well, the thing is, like, this show, I keep telling people, like, I'm watching X-Men and it's very sexy. Because <laughs> people are muscles and boobages and nakedness all over this show for our children. I'm like, I don't know. The comic, book, comic books are like that too, but I'm like this is very sexy to me. I can't help it. <laughs> yeah, it was a very sexy kid show. But yeah, if you
0: uh, if you look close, Sexy X's the white on the front was drawn in after the fact to hide the beautifully boisterous breasts. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> so, as we started watching this Kevin, did you did anything come back to you on this episode?
1: Yes, I did. I did. I mean, I remember Lady Deathstrike looking like this with her fingers, and I remember her attacking Wolverine. I didn't remember everything, but I did definitely had memories of this episode. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, because this one too. If you notice the
0: animation, like I feel like it's better than what a lot of the episodes have. Very clean. Yeah. Yeah, and that's because they were trying to show off. (laughs) Mm -hmm. All right, the Reavers find a. Buried spacecraft. Lady Strike gets turned on by its power and slices the ship. She gene-gasms and falls back. A wave of power shoots out and makes the professor gene-gasm.
1: <laughs> I wrote in my notes, Ew, Xavier scream. <laughs> and he is screaming this entire episode. I'm like, what's with these weird Xavier screams? I don't like them. They weird me out. <laughs> yeah,
0: I... Yeah, that weirded me out too. Like I think I mean we'll talk about it now. I feel like they they put him in here to like lead up to the end, but it's just weird watching him kind of be helpless the whole time. Like, why is he right. reaching out to people
1: earlier? And he's usually very like pristine and very calm and very, you know, he's like, I'm not gonna show you what gets to me. But here he's he's screaming up a storm. Like <laughs> right. <laughs>
0: Um, this episode, I know I've talked about this on my other show, so you've already heard this, but I am insanely obsessed with aliens right now. <laughs> yes, <laughs> so you So this episode, like, comes at the perfect time, Kevin, at the perfect time. <laughs> I'm watching on uh, the History Channel, I'm watching through the 18 seasons of uh, Ancient Aliens, where it talks about, like, the hints from the Bible and from our past that aliens were, in fact, here. So I'm like,
1: this fits right in. Oh, my goodness. So do you have any new insight about the Survival of the Fittest Charmed book about the demon aliens?
0: <laughs> um, Not that I could think of. I'm going to have to see if I have that book and read it and tell you, yeah. like, yeah, how it
1: Because <laughs> that would be a good one for you to read right now, I think, with your... With your With my obsession, just say I'm obsessed. Obsession Obsession. for men. Yes. (laughs) (laughs) Four, three, four. Oh, geez, is it me? Yes. Okay. Yes. At the manor, the professor reels from the alien psychic wave. He immediately starts searching for its origin. Nino. Origin. Oh.
0: Or or original. (laughs) Origin. I don't know how you say it. Origen. Origen. Okay. 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 (laughs) (laughs) At the ship, Deathstrike's circuits are on fire from her contact with the ship. She notices that her adamantium talons were able to scratch it. She comes up with a plan to get Wolverine to use his claws on it.
1: So that's what I don't get. If she has adamantium fingernails, they're just not deep enough to get through. Is that what it is? Because she,
0: um the the thing that I get out of it because I I thought the same thing, but I think because it messes with her circuits, it's too painful for her. Oh. So that's why she can't keep going. She needs Wolverine, but okay. Even Wolverine seems like he doesn't have to cut that deep. <laughs> so yeah. I don't know. <laughs>
1: Well, that makes sense at least because I was just like why can't she do it I don't understand yeah <laughs> okay I gotta say though the Reavers I didn't know what they were called I didn't know who they were I called them Death Strike Robot Guards but I'm like what kind of gay circuit party cosplay is this cause <laughs> I'm like you're right <laughs> <laughs> they've got like <laughs> all their shirtlessness these things they got cod pieces <laughs> there's the one guy that's like shirtless in like a metal tank with like strappy things he's like mm. i'm i'm silver fox over here so <laughs> i was like at first i was like offended but i'm like i kind of want to wear this <laughs> yeah you should cosplay as that i would totally cosplay this like this would be so sexy
0: but yeah, <laughs> and um, oh yeah, I forgot to say the the reavers do have names, some of them. But like, I don't really care about them, so I didn't include. I, I remember Bonebreaker yeah. is one of them, but they're not like big characters even for who they are. So I didn't include the names.
1: Yeah, there's that random random Australian one. <laughs> <laughs> like- <laughs> yeah.
0: <laughs> well, and they they were a big part in the Australia storyline in, like, hunting okay. the X-Men in Australia. And they eventually, like, took control of Gateway and forced him to open gateways to different parts of the world. So that's probably why they included an Australian one.
1: Okay. Six. Gabbit. Mm-hmm. Speaking of nakedness, <laughs> G- Gambit and Wolverine are playing strip basketball outside the mansion. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, I mean, it's a hot day playing basketball, sweating, shirtless. Why not? And Jubilee's there in her like little racerback tee tank. Like, mm, love watching yeah. this. <laughs> that or it may be the start of a gay porn. <laughs> Either way, we're here for it. I am here for it. And I loved Gambit's like ponytail Oh, it was super sexy. <laughs> I like was a little, the shorts. Yes, the little cut off like denim shorts. <laughs> All right. Oh, and Jubilee is there too, chewing bubblegum. She announces that a message is coming in. Leech's image comes up on the screen. He tells Wolverine that Yuriko is the is in the Morlock tunnels and needs her help. And Wolverine's like, Yuriko? <laughs> <laughs>
0: I don't know if you noticed, but like I included that Jubilee was chewing bubblegum because it was animated so weird. It would just be this like yellow circle that would appear and then go away and then it would appear and go away. It did not look like bubblegum.
1: Oh, see, I thought it was just a snot bubble. Okay.
0: (laughs) Yeah. And that's a good point. Yeah. You usually think of bubblegum as like pink, but it was like this yellow color. It was weird. Yeah. Weird. Back in the tunnels, Leech begs to be set free, since he has done what Deathstrike wanted. Deathstrike demands him terminated. The Reavers shoot Leech, but it's only to trap him in a net. It's still kind of dark, though.
1: Yeah, trap them in the net. But yeah, they but they they lead you. Out, they they trick you because you they cut away in the darkness, and you hear the shot, and then they just walk away. I'm like, <gasps> not Leech, and then you see him in a net. So they they really try to toy with your emotions there.
0: I know. And this actually, it reminds me a lot. I feel like they kind of adapted what was called the Mutant Massacre, where uh, Mr. Sinister's actually first team, the Marauders, including Vertigo, go into the sewers to kill all the Morlocks. Mm -hmm. So that's kind of what this reminds me of, even though it's not directly adapted on that. And the alien we see later isn't in the comics at all, but I feel like they went with the spirit of Mutant Massacre.
1: Okay hmm okay back at the manor jubilee is nosy and asks who yuriko is as gambit glistens sweatily in the sun oh he warns wolverine it's a trap as wolverine glistens sweatily in the sun he <laughs> says he knows he doesn't have a choice but to go and i don't know if you're gonna count this but he says i gotta go <laughs> oh he does <laughs> Yeah, he says, I got to go. I'm like, it's close enough to me. We're counting it. <laughs> yeah. And then he's like, Yuriko, there's just somebody that I used to know. Now she's just somebody that I used to know. But yeah, um, so uh, he tells Jubilee and Gambit to stay behind. Jubilee storms off to help Wolverine, but Gambit stays. <laughs> Wolverine
0: stealthily parks his Jeep while in full costume. People scream and run. Wolverine goes into the train station and claws his way into the sewers. Surprise, surprise! Gambit did go to help. Him and Jubilee follow Wolverine into the sewers. (laughs) I don't don't know if you saw Kevin, but there's a guy in, like, full yodeler geesh in the crowd. (laughs) (laughs) I think I did catch that in the middle, in, like, peripheral, yeah. Yeah, he's wearing like short green shorts and like the thick brown socks and I'm like, why is there a Yodeler in the middle of New York? I
1: mean, it is New York.
0: That's true. He's probably on his way to like a show or something.
1: (laughs) Or just a crazy person on drugs in the subway. Either way. That's true. Alright, so... 10. <laughs> we get a flashback of Wolverine and Yuriko. She begs him not to leave. Wolverine promise her, promises her that he'll be back. We see Maverick and Logan in a copter on a mission. They sense a trap and try to leave, but the copter is shot, stranding Wolverine. He falls into a trap and net thing he knows he's in a weapon x experiment okay so this is where we started to get into that th- history we saw in the last time we saw this <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> whatever that episode that was i forget what it was called
0: but i'm glad because i was going to ask you if you remembered but yeah that was in repo man that we saw basically like him being in the weapon x project but it's really okay. fleshed out here
1: yeah so you get to see how it gets to that point Uh, Logan itches his hand He's like My hands are itchy And claws pop out (laughs) He breaks free We see that Logan Did eventually return to Yuriko But she was gone Doing her cybernetic surgery (laughs) Yep With uh, a spiral With her groovy haircut. Oh, I love her groovy haircut in there. <laughs> yeah.
0: So, and just to remind everybody, if you don't remember, this was written before we found out Wolverine has bone claws. So, uh, when this was written, he gets his claws because of the Weapon X experiment, which is not correct mm-hmm. anymore. Yeah. All right. Wolverine continues through the sewers, unaware of the reverse tracking him. He is shot in the back as the Reavers surround and attack him. As Reavers are hurt, they are able to reattach their body parts. Enter Yuriko. Wolverine is surprised at her appearance. She modified herself to get back at him. She tells Logan that the Reavers took her in and modified her for revenge. Deathstrike reveals that her father is the one who founded the adamantium bonding process. She blames Wolverine for stealing her father's work and then killing him. The two fight. The Reavers take the opportunity to trap Logan. Uh, Yuriko is about to kill Wolverine, but the Reavers stop her. They need him to open that ship. Gambit and Jubilee happen upon the scene, but stay hidden. I liked how... uh, sublimely happy Yuriko looked when she got out of the machine and looked at her hideous clash
1: <laughs> like, oh yay I'm beautiful and I would be like ew what have you right? done
0: what have I done my, my beautiful hands
1: but you know <laughs> perspective beauty is in the eye of the beholder you know mm-hmm <laughs> yeah i mean that's a rough buddy though it's like i killed my girlfriend's father for experimenting on me and now she's coming to kill me that's rough buddy like <laughs> <laughs> it is <laughs> all right 12 the reavers take wolverine to the ship as gambit and jubilee follow they see the trapped morlocks but leave them for now <laughs> like you're good don't bother us <laughs> <laughs> bye <laughs> Wolverine is set free at the ship. Deathstrike orders Wolverine to open the ship, but he refuses. He attacks the Reavers. Jubilee and Gambit join in on the fight. The adults fight as Jubilee puh Gambit is electrocuted and Jubilee is apprehended. <laughs> Deathstrike corners Wolverine. He throws her into the ship. It zaps her. Oh no! Yeah.
0: Oh, here we go. Back at the manor, Professor X understands the alien warning. It's a force field keeping everyone safe from the lethal predator held within.
1: Wolverine helplessly watches as Deathstrike is tortured by the ship. He is unable to pull away. Wolverine has no choice but to slice the ship to free her. Everyone watches as the slice opens up and... Something emerges to be continued. Ah! <laughs> ah! Although I don't know if you noticed this, when Gambit and Jubali were walking through the caves underground, there, do you see? Do you hear that like X Men theme mystery style as as mystery yeah. version? I was like, this is cool.
0: <laughs> yeah, I feel like they did the theme song in a couple different ways in these episodes, yeah. and it is cool. <laughs>
1: hmm.
0: Alright, that brings us to Out of the Past Part 2, which aired in a week later, August 5th, 1994. Like we said, it aired as a pairing with Mighty Morphin Power Rangers. This one was written by our friend Kevin Len Ween. He's back! Oh, he's back! Love it! <laughs> and directed by Larry Houston. Yes.
1: So you go first on this okay. one. Okay, I go first. Okay the hole in the ship opens oh. <laughs> and everyone is bathed in green light. The Reavers start shooting at the alien to no avail. The spirit drinker, that's what we're calling it, a spirit drinker. Yeah. Exits the ship and sucks. There's a lot of sucking in this. The Reavers <laughs> dry. Oh. <Deathstrike laughs> prepares to attack it, but Wolverine stops her. He escapes with Deathstrike. Gambit distracts the spirit drinker to let Jubilee escape, but she runs in front of him and gets absorbed. I gotta say, though, I had a 90s moment here. You did? You got married. 90s moments. Because they referenced ET right off the bat, they kept calling him ET. Oh, you're right. Okay, okay, we'll
0: take it because <laughs> it'll be
1: fun to have one. <laughs> and he, because he, he was, I mean, the movie came out in the '80s, but all throughout the '90s, ET was talked about constantly. They had the, they had all the ET like action figures and stuffed animals, and it was a big thing. So I considered it, it a moment. <laughs> okay, okay, I like it. I was actually like
0: pretty mad at jubilee right now because gambit's like i'm doing this to protect you just run and she runs in front to save him anyway where i'm like he probably could have gotten away (laughs) yeah
1: it's like no gambit Ah!"
0: (laughs) (laughs) but that speaks to jubilee's like innocence naivety and her caring that she didn't want to get hurt yeah yeah Why do I always get the professor back at the manor? Xavier screams, as he feels Jubilee's essence be absorbed. He's scared of what has been unleashed. Yep, Xavier's cringy
1: scream again. (laughs) Okay. Scene three. Meanwhile, in the sewers, Wolverine... Slashes at the spirit drinker's tendrils and grabs Jubilee's limp body. She is unresponsive with glowy green eyes. As Yuriko and Logan fight, Gambit urges them to run. Yeah, they're just always going at it.
0: Bitches, you have like a monster after you. Yeah. <laughs> at a museum, we see a sex worker and a weird hippie chick pointing at Beast. He is reveling <laughs> at studying the art. Professor X suddenly invades his mind and tells him he is needed immediately.
1: Yes, did you see
0: these women I'm referring to?
1: <laughs> no, I just, I just remember the old lady and the like, her hoity-toityness. So I don't remember the. Okay, people. I was laughing. I paused it because
0: they were the weirdest combination for like friends. Cause one of them had this like green, almost like a like, suit on maybe a dress. And then she had like fishnets and boots. So I, that's the one I called the sex worker. Oh. Cause it looked like a, like a streetwalker type of outfit. But then okay. the girl she was talking to was wearing like this ankle length skirt with like a braid in her hair. She looked like, a hippie witch.
1: <laughs> I'm like, what are these
0: two doing together, and why are they laughing at Beast? <laughs>
1: <laughs> I thought Beast looked so sexy though, because well, you know, I have a thing for suits, and he looks so good in his suits, so fanciful. Yeah, I love a Beast in a suit. It's like you know, gentlemen on the streets, Beast in the sheets. <laughs> That's so poetic. Oh my gosh, I just thought of it. <laughs> all right. Five. In the sewers, the spirit drinker walks by the imprisoned Morlocks and absorbs them in all oh, pff, absorbs them all in one fell swoop.
0: This part was really kind of terrifying to me, like imagining being stuck like stuck. that, and then this monster anything. just comes and sucks you. <laughs> yeah. Oh, uh, this is like a scary bondage fantasy terror. <laughs> but you know what made it a little less scary for me? Uh. <laughs> <laughs> yes, the <list> of, uh... <laughs> you're so good (laughs) (laughs) Ah. yeah (laughs) elsewhere Wolverine lugs around Jubilee's fat sweaty body (laughs) I need like that as Yuriko and Gambit follow Gambit notices that Jubilee is still alive it's just that no one is home Wolverine and Duststrike argue that they have no choice but to go back and find some way to stop the spirit drinker. Duststrike wants to run. Fuck the humans. Just then the spirit drinker shows up and Jubilee begs for help from within. Our merry little team makes a run for it. Hmm. Run. This is Kay. like this is also kind of terrifying seeing their faces. I feel for like kids
1: yeah yeah it's scary because it's like you see their face their faces pop up and then their voice is there but it's also distorted with the alien voice you're like (gasps) yeah it's very ghostly very haunting like oh
0: it also makes me wonder especially later in the episode like do you think the spirit drinker has control over them when they're inside him? Like he's trying to tell them things through Jubilee? Or do you think that really is Jubilee?
1: like oh, oh, I mean, I, th- I believe in this case, well, oh, it could go either way. Cause it could be you trying to do that to lure them over to him. Yeah. Oh, it's very, oh, that's, and so many alien movies do that. They like take the form of people you trust and just use it to their advantage to like, absorb you or kill you or whatever yeah scary Mm.
0: well put a pin in that because I want to talk about it more after a certain scene
1: okay (laughs) seven at an outdoor restaurant Scott and Jean are having a lovely little date night I put here Scott is smiling so aggressively at dinner that it's kind of unsettling because I'm like I never see you smile this much. This is, he's like, I'm so happy. Jay. <laughs> like what a great day. <laughs> that is aggressive. <laughs> just because like, the way, the way you're smiling just didn't seem natural. I don't know. It was just the way it was animated. It was just almost too much smiling. I'm like, Scott doesn't smile this much. You know, I love the guy because not smile this much. So,
0: <laughs> well, and I got a message after we did reunion, Kevin, I didn't tell you this yet, but, adrian front of the pod sent me when cyclops is fighting in the citadel at the end of the episode yeah he goes into some interesting positions there's one where he's even like laying on the ground with like on his elbow with one leg up <laughs> like he looks <laughs> like he's modeling
1: <laughs> doing the they, like, um, what's his face <laughs>
0: <laughs> hello
1: who sings that song isn't that um richie Ritchie. Lana Richie. Oh, okay, okay. Yeah, so it's doing the Lana Ritchie post where he's like, Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Um, where am I? Oh, yeah. They're about to kiss. No, I didn't I'm sure it will stay that way. Okay. Having a lovely l- little date night. I'm sure it will stay that way. They are about to kiss when the professor tells them they're needed immediately. Scott apologizes to Sydney, the waiter, that they have to bail. Huh. So, the fact that he calls
0: the waiter Sydney, I think there's a reason for that. Would you like to know? Yes, please. <laughs> One of the producers for the show is Sydney Iwontier. So, I feel like this may be an animated Sydney, and that's why they also mm. call him Sydney. But I couldn't find a definite picture of Sydney at that age. So, I don't know if I'm right. But he does wear glasses and he does have his hair that way. He's just going to find him with a okay. beard. Mm. How oh, fun, though. Yeah, just kind of a fun little thing. Oh, this next scene. <laughs> <laughs> In the sewers, Wolvie, Deathy, and Gamby run from the spirit drinker. Deathstrike tells Logan to leave Jubilee. He refuses. Although it wouldn't really matter. Like, he already drank her. He's not going to drink her again. Right. The, the team look back, and they see the Reavers begging for help. Deathstrike realizes her team is trapped inside. She goes to help them, but Gambit saves her from being absorbed. Gambit blasts the tunnel to buy time. Wolverine orders Gambit to save Jubilee. He feels his adamantium will hurt it and stays behind to fight. There is a bright green light and the creature stops struggling. Wolverine cuts through the debris to find it had burrowed. The spirit drinker comes out of the wall next to them, and Logan and Yuriko fight it together. Yuriko is absorbed by the creature. Wolverine screams, ah! Cyclops shoots the creature and enters along with Beast, Professor X-Gene, and Gambit.
1: <laughs> oh my gosh, no. Wolverine does this, so no! No! <laughs> 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 he does, then he says, he? "Yeah." He and then he says something I love. He's like, "Just try to suck me in. I hope you gag." <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs>
0: And at one point, doesn't he call him an egg
1: sucking piece of gutter trash? He does say, "I don't say egg sucking, but I say gutter trash." He says something about yeah. tin can or something, or you know, mixing the things together. Yeah. <laughs> It's right before he says that line, he says the gutter trash thing, yeah. (laughs) So, uh, crack me up. I'm like, I hope you gag. Uh, Anyway, uh, nine. Jean gets the brilliant idea to read the creature's mind. Professor X warns her against it, but it's too late. (laughs) She screams as the alien thoughts overtake her. A very loud scream. Another bird scream, which I'm not going to do. But yeah, she does that. There is definitely a major Jean gasm. And Jean is surprised at how repellent the creature's mind is. <laughs> Cyclops tries to shoot the alien, but Wolverine stops him. If they kill it, everyone trapped within may be lost forever. Wolverine tells Beast where the ship is, and him and the professor go to check it out. With Yur- Yuriko and Jubilee's bodies. The X-Men stay behind to hunt the creature. Nice.
0: (laughs) At the ship, Beast and Xavier study it. Xavier looks for anything to use against the creature. They find an alien writing. Xavier touches it and suddenly understands it. It says, Donger! Xavier kicks Beast out to help the others as he studies the ship so they don't really get into this yet as to like why professor x is so enamored with the ship or like why he starts
1: to understand it yeah he like touches it. he's like this language is so familiar to me oh i can read the language oh do you have any thoughts yet as to like why he can read it well, I know his history. I know his relationship with the Lalandra or whatever and the Shiar and Fine. stuff I know, I know I know his stuff. <laughs> I recognize the guy at the end too. I knew his name right away, so I'm just saying. Get it, mama. <laughs> I know some histories. <laughs> <laughs> Where am I now? <laughs> Twelve. Twelve. Up above in the subway. The spirit drinker begins its attack on anything alive and causing general havoc. Not that one. Enter the X-Men. Jean <laughs> senses the captive souls are getting weaker. Wolverine had an idea to attack with his claws. With the help of the X-Men, Wolverine drives the beast back. Yuriko and Jubilee warn him to stop, but he fights on. Wolverine is thrown into the dreaded third track. Beast gets someone to safety as Wolverine realizes electricity is the key.
0: So this is the scene I was talking about. Do you think they're warning him to stop fighting because the beast is telling them to like back off? Or do you think they know that like, this isn't the way to beat it?
1: Mm. So yeah. So the, I mean, the voices in the head are telling him to stop. Yeah, Jubilee and Yuriko are like, no,
0: Logan, stop, stop. Yeah. This isn't, you know, like, is it a trick yeah. or do they
1: just know it's futile? See, and it's, it could go either way. That's the hard part. hmm Because, yeah, I mean, definitely, because the way he was going to go about it would probably eventually get him absorbed, so I get why they'd want to warn him. But then again, if they're getting close to finding this weakness, then it would probably want to... The alien would probably want him to stop too, so I guess it depends on. Did they discover the weakness at this point? Did Wolverine, was Wolverine aware at this point?
0: He wasn't aware because as he's fighting and they're telling him to Beast back off, he cuts it. off the part of the tendril and they yeah. see it hit the third track and like.
1: Yeah, okay, I like so I would it. say so. I would be. I would probably say that it's the actual people in that sense, because they probably thought he'd be absorbed. I think if if it happened after. With, beast tells him then maybe it would have been the alien good point yeah actually i asked the question but i swayed
0: too on the side that i think they were legitimately like telling him
1: mm-hmm.
0: like if you keep fighting head on and you're not going to get anywhere <laughs> yeah mm-hmm. all right gambit throws his staff at a conductor to the third rail the alien explodes and all the souls are freed it's very like ursula getting <laughs> and dying and all the, the plants coming back to life as merpeople yeah. enter professor X everyone celebrates their victor Yuriko tells Wolverine they're even for now and she bounces
1: I do have to say though right before they saved everybody when Wolverine was hacking it he goes suck on this and I'm like you, Wolverine you can tell me that any day <laughs>
0: I just imagine you laying there naked you're like you can go wherever you want (laughs) to go
1: exactly because like Wolverine is not my favorite person but I do find him very sexy and you know so there you go. And then this whole with the souls released, I kept thinking of Ghostbusters being loose on the New York city. Mm-hmm.
0: <laughs> I actually, this is going to sound really weird, but I thought Wolverine looked his best <laughs> when he was dressed as one of the uh, friends of humanity. <laughs> oh, <laughs> Why wow. I like him when he's dressed as
1: like a, a bigot. <laughs> I mean, you can knock him down a peg in that way, in that sense in more ways than one. So... <laughs> mm. <laughs> all right. Where are we now? Fourteen. Fourteen. Gene reports that the Morlocks are back to normal. Cyclops reports that the Reavers are done too. Professor X tells them it's cool that they defeated the Spirit Drinker, but there is worse to come. He senses... He sensed alien beings in war next up the phoenix saga so yeah this is where we see ah! we see de ken's big old face i remember seeing you his big remembered. old face yeah, yeah his name is de ken and then you're right because
0: lalandra is the one in the like bug looking outfit oh see i didn't recognize her but yeah okay okay so those i counted as a cameo just so we could play the cameo music <laughs> okay Come out, come out, wherever you are. Don't worry about us, Dingo, I'll make sure we can.
1: Cameo. Cameo.
0: (laughs) (laughs) So what do you think happens in the next episode, (laughs) Well,
1: it says, next up, the Phoenix Saga. (laughs) So I'm going to assume they go researching this alien technology. They go to space, and they get too close to comfort. And Gene will will start to sense some things in the air in the atmosphere (laughs) specifically
0: this part one is called sacrifice so i'll leave everybody on that sacrifice (laughs) yes okay so would you say out of the past is extreme or exit out
1: oh yes extreme beautiful work love the team ups love the shenanigans so yeah
0: Yeah, I feel like some of the best work on this cartoon are some of the original episodes. Like, they do such a good job of bringing in the comics and respecting the comics, but also creating new stories and new Mm -hmm. ties. And I feel like making Yuriko, like, romantically involved with Wolverine does, like, up the ante between them in the show, more so than what it was in the
1: comics. And I gotta tell you, I remember seeing this episode because when I first found out about Daken, not Daken, they're very similar, but Daken, you know, and founding out that he was, you know, based off a relationship that started in Japan. I was like, is this Yuriko's baby? And I'm like, <laughs> oh no, it's not. But because I was thinking, I was taking my memories of the show, mixing it with the new memories that I'm getting, or the mm. stuff I'm getting from the comics, and then I, and I had to look that up because I was, thought that might be it for a minute, but it's not. Itsu is it his mom, so it's fine.
0: <laughs> yeah, uh, Wolverine has a few japanese woman that he's been with he's got a type kevin he's got a type i guess so (laughs) all right yeah i would say this is extreme also like i've it's this isn't one that i would go back and choose to watch i have other episodes i like more but it's definitely like good action good drama you you said it yourself the music is cool and the animation is cool Mm -hmm. yeah that's a good things
1: Mm mm-hmm
0: Cool. So this uh, week, our previously on question will be, do you think the imprisoned voices were the alien talking through the voices or the actual captives talking? Yeah. I'm excited to see what people say. Yeah, I'd be <laughs> curious, you know. <laughs> mm-hmm. Who would you say is your MXP our most excellent player?
1: For this one it's the obvious choice it has to be wolverine is because he had a level head the entire arc of this he was he was you know proactive but also knew when to step back and run and and keep people safe and um he was you know he was just trying to get a sense of it and it was part of his history and you know his uh people that were really affected so he had his past and his current life bridging and Yeah, it's like a whole thing, but I think Wolverine was definitely stepping up a lot in this episode.
0: Yeah, this is definitely written for him, and they probably figured if we want this episode to do well, we're going to focus on the person people (laughs) like the most, Wolverine. So um, they did a good job though of humanizing him with the the Lady Strike story, but also like him kind of being the one that saves everybody. Mm -hmm.
1: What would you say is the X factor? My X factor is just one word. Aliens. <laughs> <laughs> I true. mean, aliens are a huge part of the X-Men universe, a huge part of the Marvel universe in general. There's so many different kinds. There's so many different prominent figures in space in the alien people. So, yeah, it's, that's it. <laughs> yeah.
0: I'll I'll, uh, echo that. The only thing I'll change a little bit is I'm going to say the Shi'ar aliens in particular because they have become such a staple. Even to this day, from the early 80s on, they're just constantly in the stories somehow. So, Mm -hmm. the Shi'ar. Because this is the first time we see them. Yes. (laughs) Cool. So, that takes us through um, Out of the Past. We will be back next week. We're going to do the Phoenix Saga Episode by episode with a different guest every episode. And we may not always tell you who it's going to be until they're on the show, but we've got some exciting people lined up. Yeah.
1: You probably don't know who it's going to be for which one necessarily yet, but. (laughs) Yeah. Don't tell them that. Shush. Shush. shush, (laughs) But (laughs) it's cool people.
0: (laughs) But we do have a lot of people who want to come on this show. So this is the time to really let Mm -hmm. them shine and be part of the Phoenix. Yes. Yes.
1: Mm-hmm. where uh, can people find you girl yes okay well you can find me at kgz87 that's my personal page where i do all the stuffs the cosplays and the modeling and the nerdiness or you can follow my other podcast words of the witches where we're in the charmed books by the time this comes out we would have finished the novels and we will be gearing up to start the comic book so we're right in that transitional period right now yay I'm so excited Yes, yes. You'll probably hear some familiar voices on that one too. I don't know. Yay! <laughs>
0: <laughs> and you can find me on uh, Once Upon a Cult or on Marvelous Galaxy of Disney. Woohoo! And check out the new shirts that I put up on magichavoc.threadless.com. There's some really cool ones up there now. There's some really cool ones. You're wearing
1: one right now, too. Yales. Yales. <laughs> But yeah. I do love that. <laughs> yes! <laughs> is that a gingerbread cookie? <laughs> Stop it. No, I love that. <laughs> uh, but yeah, I do like the new Savage Land one, which is good too. And <laughs> yeah. All right. Thank you
0: for listening. and We'll see you next week for The Phoenix! THE PHOENIX!